Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. Acts 27, nine, verses 9 and 10. Now when much time was spent, when sailing was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive. Now, he didn't say, I've got a revelation. He didn't say the Lord told me. He didn't say the Lord revealed to me. He said, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only to the lading and the ship, but also of our lives. Now that was just an inward witness that he had. He just had that inward witness. Paul didn't say the Lord told me. See, if God had spoken to him by his spirit, he would have said, he, the, he told me. He, he doesn't say the spirit said. Now you'll read here in the Acts of the Apostles another time, and we'll get into them in a minute, one of those, where the scripture said, as they fasted and prayed, the spirit said something. But here the spirit didn't say anything. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. Said to me, and I referred to that last night, I referred to it briefly, when he appeared to me in 1959 in El Paso, Texas, and sat down by my bedside and talked to him for an hour and a half about the ministry of the prophet. And he got into this area about being led by the Spirit. And he said, that's the way, I'm not going to lead you by the prophet's ministry even though you do have that ministry. You're going to have to do like all the rest of my children, learn to follow the inward witness. He said, when you're praying about things, and he pointed out some things I was praying about right then, and he described like that, you've got that good velvety-like feeling in your spirit. He said, that's a go-ahead sign. That's, that's, that's a green light. Go ahead. But you're praying about, should I make this move or should I do that? And they seem to be a a hesitancy, a check in your spirit, said, that's the stop sign, don't do it, go, go forward. That's the inward witness. Now he said to me, go teach my people how to be led to my spirit. He said to me, I want to get this over to you again, this is the third time I said, I'll not say it again, I don't think now. He said to me, if you'll learn to follow that inward witness, I'll make you rich. He'll do the same thing for you he did for me. He said, I'm not opposed to my children being rich, I'm opposed to them being covetous. Well, he's done what he told me. I've learned to follow that witness. Now, somebody said, well, you a millionaire? No, I didn't say that. See, you don't want the word, look the word rich up in the dictionary. The word rich means abundant provision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word rich means a full supply. See, when he said that, I wasn't walking in abundant provision or full supply either. I was getting by on a short supply. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what I mean. But blessed be God, I learned to follow his spirit and I've been in a full supply ever since then. And abundant. And it's just so much better. <laughs> oh, 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 praise the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. That'll work for you too. You gotta learn it. It won't, it won't come to you overnight, but learn to develop your spirit. And so we'll have some suggestions along that line. Now let me go a step further. We, we said this to you last night. Someone would ask, well, how can I tell whether it's my own spirit or whether it's the Holy Spirit telling me to do something? Now, let's point out the scripture that said, remember this, that said the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. He's going to use your spirit to tell you. That's the way he's going to tell you. But it may just be me, people say sometimes, that's wanting to do this. 
Now, we need to define our terms. If you mean me by the flesh, well, of course, you can't always obey the flesh. But if you mean me, the inward man, the real you, that's all right. Go ahead and do what he wants to do. Because if your spirit's a new creature in Christ Jesus and old things have passed away and all things have become new, hallelujah, and your spirit's got the life and the nature of God in it and the Holy Spirit in it and your spirit's in fellowship with God, it's not going to tell you to do something that's not right. Absolutely isn't. You ought to be able to tell whether it's the flesh, the outward man, or whether that's wanting you to do something, or the inward man. If it's the inward man, it's right, and it's all right, because the inward man is born anew, and it is a new creature, and old things have passed away, and all things have become new. The inward man has the life of God in him. If you're a spirit-filled, the inward man has the Holy Spirit in his fullness. There in a measure before. But in his fullness, making his home in you, it isn't the inward man of the Christian that wants to do wrong. It's the outward man. I missed it a lot of times as a Christian. But you know, I never did miss it because from my heart I wanted to. My heart wept because I did miss it. My spirit, you know, your heart, your spirit. It's either because the temptation of the flesh that overwhelmed me or because of a lack of knowledge of his word. The inward man has the nature and the life of God in him because he's born of God. Here's a text that's been a puzzle to a lot of folks. In 1 John 3, 9, the Bible said, Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Actually, the Greek says, does not practice sin. You just can't keep on practicing sin if you are born of God. If you keep practicing sin, you're just not born of God. That's just that simple. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. Now my flesh throwed me, and I missed it. But my spirit never did consent to it. Because that seed is in my spirit, not in my flesh. That's the reason that he said to us, and we discussed that here before, and here's another subject that we need to get into and discuss in depth. That's the reason that he said in Romans 12, 1, Wherefore I beseech ye, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye you present your bodies. Because if you don't present your body to God, and if you don't, as he said in Romans, crucify the flesh, the flesh will still want to do wrong and will dominate you. And then he speaks in the next verse about getting your minds renewed with the word of God. And until your mind is renewed with the word of God, your flesh and your unrenewed mind will dominate your spirit and that's what makes baby Christians and carnal Christians and they never grow and they keep doing things that's wrong. Paul said to the church at Corinth, you know, he spoke about them. He said, you're carnal. He said, you're babes. One trying to he said, you're body ruled. And then he said also, you walk as mere men. Well, what do you mean you walk as mere men? He said, you're walking and doing things just like men that's unsaved are doing. But you see, when you get your mind, see, this solves all the problems of sanctification and uh, dedication and everything else for us. When you get your mind renewed with the Word of God, then your spirit, your mind will side in with your spirit instead of your body, and the two of them will control, uh, and your spirit through your mind will control your body. Blessed be God. Can you see that? Once you solve that simple problem, you got it made. Bless the Lord. Let's look a little further into the scriptures for some illustrations. We see here, he said, his spirit bears witness with our spirit. Let's go a little further and look at another illustration about this inward witness. Now we read in Acts 27. 
story of Paul on board the ship, or as boarding the ship, on his way to Rome to appeal his case before Caesar. Now I want you to see something here now. Acts 27, nine, verses 9 and 10. Now when much time was spent, when sailing was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive. Now he didn't say I've got a revelation. He didn't say the Lord told me. He didn't say the Lord revealed to me. He said, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only to the lading and the ship, but also of our lives. Now that was just an inward witness that he had. He just had that inward witness. Paul didn't say the Lord told me. See, if God had spoken to him by his spirit, he would have said, he, the, he told me. He, he doesn't say the spirit said. Now you'll read here in the Acts of the Apostles another time, and we'll get into them in a minute, one of those, where the scripture said, as they fasted and prayed, the spirit said something. But here the spirit didn't say anything. Paul just perceived that. How did he perceive it? By this inward witness. He perceived. He didn't say, the Lord told me. It doesn't say the Spirit of God said anything to him. He said, I perceive. Well, now, who was the I there? He said, I perceive. He's not talking about his body. He's not talking about his mind. He's talking about the real man on the inside, his spirit. He picked that up in the spirit. He perceived in his spirit. It was the spirit of man, the man on the inside that, that perceived that, that had this inward witness concerning this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. If they'd listened to Paul, they'd have been better off, wouldn't they? But they didn't follow that. Paul didn't perceive it mentally. He didn't perceive it spirit physically. But in his spirit, he had this witness. There was a family, an individual, in fact, said to me, they went out to eat. Took the wife and children. And uh, they were sitting there in the restaurant eating, you see. I mean, it already ordered, you know, and drinking there coffee or iced tea, whatever. Some things had already been brought to the table. And you know how kids are, they went ahead and prayed to kids, you know, because they ordered something that's quickly prepared. And they got it first and already started eating. Suddenly the man said, I just jumped to my feet and I said to him, this rush home. They said, why? He said, I don't know. I just got a nerd, just got a witness, just got a perception we should. And so they rushed home. And he, he didn't know what it was, but he rushed into the house when he did a fire had started. You see, if it waited, everything had been burnt, but it just small, he's able to put it out. Blessed be God. That was a witness of the Spirit. See, if we become more Spirit conscious, a lot of things, you know, that we said, well, God did that. He had some purpose in it. <laughs> no, we missed it because we didn't listen. You can't find that anywhere in the Bible where these things happened. The Bible said God did that to teach him something. You'll find if they'd listened, just like if they'd listened to Paul here, they'd have saved the ship, they'd have saved the merchandise. As it was, they lost the whole thing. Like they lost all their lives. They were in peril and in danger and would have eventually lost their lives if they hadn't started to listen to Paul. Sure, God's not our enemy. He's trying to help us. He's not working against us. He's working for us. No wonder that people are confused. Bless their heart. I was preaching in a certain place and the preacher of his church had burned down. They had just built a new addition. $200,000 addition, refurbished the old auditorium and $200,000 addition to the thing. $200,000 don't sound big now, but brother, back there then, it'd be like $750,000 a million now. Some way or another, they made a mistake and didn't even have the thing injured. Run out on them. Thing burned to the ground. 
He didn't know where the God of the devil burned it down. God is not going around burning down churches. He's going around building them up, putting them up. That's the devil did that. But God overruled it and things worked out fine for them. Praise the Lord. But God didn't burn it down. But it's no wonder people are confused if the ministry's confused along this line. Now, here is a statement in Acts 13 chapter will help us further in receiving guidance from God. Paul had this perception. We'll call it a witness. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Two CDs, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the single CD and mini book, Where Do We Go From Here by Ken Hagan. These three items together are just $19.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Winter Bible Seminar is coming up February the 16th through the 21st. Right. It's going to be a worldwide homecoming. We're celebrating our 40th graduating year of Raymond Bible Training College. You know, if you have been a, a partner of this ministry, you have helped thousands of students. And you'll see some of them from yes. all over the world. Come yes. on. And we want you to come. Anybody that's ever been a part of the ministry wants you to come. All the Raymond grads, we want you to come. It's going to be a great time. During this holiday season, we invite you to come see the Rama Christmas lights. Over two million lights illuminate the Rama campus in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, nightly through January 1st. For more info, go to ramabiblechurch.com slash Christmas. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, How You Can Know the Will of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.